and welcome back to the Purpose Podcast. This week I am speaking to one of my closest friends of 10 years, which makes me feel old, about all things from school, talking about social media um, and mental health and how you know, the likes of things like Instagram and Facebook and the workplace can affect our mental health. So I hope you enjoy. Um, And yeah, take a listen. Right guys, here we are. This is take two because I did just say my friend's name. My friend is here. I've just made the joke that we're going to call her she who must not be named because her identity is paramount to us. She is a very special person, so we've got to keep her identity under wraps. <laughs> if you can hear some wrestling, it's because my friend is eating some uh, popcorn out of a microwavable <laughs> bag. Do you want to introduce yourself or just say hello? Hello. <laughs> <laughs> so I'm not even sure. Have you heard any of my podcasts? Maybe one. <laughs> right, okay, so my friend hasn't actually heard any of my podcasts, but the premise is mental health. So, my lovely friend of 10 years, oh, yeah. when was the first time you ever dealt with any like mental health issue? Probably about five years ago. Okay, and was that like a work-related thing, or was that a school-related thing? Because I know you were working when we were at school. Um... Work related thing, okay, in like my current role, kind of thing, yeah. And was that something that you've ever like been trained to deal with, or was it not really? It's just common, I say common sense, yeah. But... Like, oh, so at school, then when we were at school, did you ever have like any understanding of mental health or dealt with it? Um, did psychology, but yeah. <sighs> didn't do very well in psychology <laughs> I think that was more I think me and my friend were sat next to each other in the exam hall and I remember she looked at me and I was probably writing away like living my life and you were sat there for a good 20 minutes at some point just like I don't know why <laughs> like literally Not a clue. staring at space that was hard though I think we had to remember like 30 essays yeah the essays only... I did really well with in um, yeah you did in the classes I had nothing lower than um than a B, but came yeah, out the did. exam with an E. Yeah, but it's because I think we had to remember 30, and then there was only two that came up. Yeah, it was ridiculous. So I was making was up um, exact, like, professors' names into studies, because I couldn't mm-hmm. remember their actual names. That is so funny. <laughs> Mr. Squiff and Jeffel <laughs> came <Et-el>. up. <laughs> Just add on an et al, if you don't know who it is. But I, re- I don't ever remember you getting, you were very stressy at school. I just didn't like school. I, think, I never wanted to be there. And you knew, you always knew what you wanted to do. Yeah. So I felt like... I didn't want to go to uni, so... No. And the only things that ever, I think, stressed you out were boys. <laughs> um, or something that was in the way of you achieving what you needed yeah, to. probably kind of more than that, yeah. Yeah. Okay, then. So you never dealt with it at school. No, not me, no. And even in, like... Is it Pete? What are the classes that are like relationships and sex? Do you remember those? Like PSC? Is it personal oh, social education? Something like that and like citizenship and all yeah. that stuff. And I don't think we ever dealt with mental health in that, no, did we? I wasn't anywhere near... Well, it was only a couple of years ago, but... Yeah. No, psychology was the main one, but again, 
that wasn't based on mental health. It was no. based on psychology. And we didn't have, like, the social media as it is now. God, no. Back at school. I know we were all on... Was it MySpace and, like, Bieber? It was on Facebook, weren't we? Yeah. We had some issues on Facebook. But... Yeah, we did have some issues on Facebook. Which I think now would have been deemed, like, quite serious. It was still serious then. But it was serious then. It's just the way... It was pathetic, wasn't it? It was so... It could have been... What's the one thinking of? It could have even been, like... Harassment. No, but it could have even been... I can't think of the word. Because um, I'm eating. Yeah, if you can just hear the... In the background, I'll back. People just cause issues on themselves. I know. On Facebook. It could have even been, like, avoided. Yeah. And people just grow up. <laughs> yeah, exactly. And it was... I think you could put it down to petty girl drama, the kind of stuff that we dealt with. Yeah, and if it was done face-to-face, it wouldn't be no issues. No. Because you can take the context from it face-to-face if you exactly. could joke and things like that. But over social media, what's a joke to someone is not a joke, in other words. But we do no. have a lot of snowflakes, but... Yeah. Still. And I think, like, what's your kind of opinion? So, recently in the news, I don't know if you saw it, but a girl, just trigger warning now... Um, but a girl like killed herself at school. I think she was fourteen. Hmm. Down to well, this her dad is blaming it on Instagram, and he's saying you know the the serious like harmful content that is on Instagram and the adverts. Yeah. Um, like what? How do you think that's different to how when we were like growing up and dealing with social media? I still think we had cinema because we did have Instagram back then, but it was nowhere near as popular. Yeah. You still love the. You still thinking like oh. What should I put on there? Instead of, like, a filter to make you pretty, you're thinking, like, oh, what filter can I put on to make my picture look really busy? Yeah, literally. <laughs> Maybe you still can't see on it. And we had... I remember we had that one social media site and you can remain anonymous and ask people questions. Oh, my God. I, I remember that as well. And I think that's... I think that's really dangerous. That's why I, I think... That's when getting... it started to get bad, didn't it? Yeah. And then, but then we grew up from there and then... Yeah. it stayed with... The younger generation. Yeah, and I think kids are still using it. And I think one of the other things I didn't realise how harmful it was until now was rate my teacher. But it wasn't that platform. So I remember I had an English class and my English teacher came in one day and I I was like not in the know. I wasn't part of the popular group, I don't think. So I didn't really know what had gone on. But the night before, I think they'd started. It was something like Rate My Teacher, which is basically a platform where you can go on anonymously. Oh, yeah, I think I've heard of it, yeah. And rate, rate teachers or... And it can be parents or students. And the funniest thing is if it's a student, but they say that they're a parent, they're like, the worst teacher I've had in four years. And I'm like, well, you're clearly a student then. Um, but we had something like that. And I remember my teacher came in and he was quite obviously really upset about it and was kind of yelling at people because it wasn't anonymized so he was literally pointing to people and being like how do you think that makes someone feel blah 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 and now having been on that other side like even now in my job which has got nothing to do with teaching now I think I'd be really offended Mm. if children adults whatever were just ripping into me it's horrible isn't it about my job and I think that's where a lot of people are like you know, some of my friends are in, like, the law profession um, and, like, they say that they've, they've got actual well-being people on site because of how detrimental, like, the whatever the, the stress is really yeah. to them. Do you think that all workplaces are like that? Or do you think... I think people are so easy to tie in with the same brush. Yeah. As in one person will have a bad experience somewhere. Say, for example, 
with a teacher but all yeah. of a sudden every single teacher is, is horrible then yeah. and can't do their job and they're wrong yeah and i just think yeah and then it puts a lot of pressure on everyone else and, you, and like you get offended then when someone says oh yeah well you know all teachers are rubbish and yeah thinking, well, no not all teachers are rubbish because i love my job you know yeah. i want to do is i want to do well i want to make a difference and then you've got negative people who are so stupid that you can't even begin to tell him like no yeah no. not all like that yeah and I think that's the same in anything like if yeah. I go to the doctors and I don't like my doctor I'm, like, I'm never going to the doctors again yeah but it's, it's not just the that doctors, one doctor. it's that one person isn't it and it's exactly. like clearly and you know we've all done it and it's always tiring with the same brush but mm. I don't know I think it's just, you just can't educate some people no definitely and I think I think if we had had... To, I feel like our generation isn't the generation that are dealing with mental health in the worst way. I think it definitely is the kind of kids coming up now. Yeah. Because those are the kids who are kind of... You know, there are, there are so many sites on social media of, you know... I can't remember what they were, but it's it's basically glorifying being anorexic or being bulimic. Yeah. Um, like these Annie sites, I think they're called. Um, and then you've got, you know, self-harm sites... And then you've got, you know, if, if one person chimes in on saying something horrible on someone's picture, another person kind of chimes in. And I don't really feel like we ever had that exposure. No, and I also think as well, like social media now, you can go through, I've been scrolling on Instagram and all of a sudden I'm on someone's Instagram page from bloody like Australia yeah. or Timbuktu. Yeah. And it's so easy. Like, well, I don't know that person. No. And you could write something lovely or you could write something nasty and thinking, yeah. well, I don't know him. It's yeah. never going to affect my life. It's no. never going to come back to me. But then that person reading the comments have got thousands and thousands of comments from people they don't know telling them yeah no you're horrible you should do this to yourself why are you here and you think that's even worse i know and i don't i don't think i've ever seen someone's picture and felt an urge to write on it unless it's something nice yeah like i've never thought like why don't you hurt yourself being like an appropriate thing i know and that's what i don't really understand and i don't understand how it's not the same as threatening to harm someone normally. Yeah, but unfortunately, it's, it's not. It's is it? mad, and I feel like there's there's no one there's no one really to monitor that because everyone in the professions that you assume would be involved, whether it's the government, police, like whatever, yeah. law enforcement, they they no one has the funds or the ability to be monitoring that all the time. No. People in schools can't be doing that either. Um, so I don't really... And it's things, if you're, like, even if you report it to the police, you're going on, you're thinking, like, well, well you know, we don't know who they are. They don't yeah. even live in the same area. Yeah, exactly. So there's different police forces covering it, yeah. different bloody regions kind of thing. Yeah. You know, we live in Wales, it could be someone in America. Well, yeah. you can't send a police officer from Wales to America to, <laughs> to give them words of advice to say, like... No... But it's mad how those few comments can change someone's life. Can lead to someone hurting themselves or, you know, changing their profession or the way they look, which yeah. are which are massive. Um so okay then, in terms of like your personal life then, do you know of many people who suffer with mental health conditions or Because you've got quite I would say not as in like a tight circle, like one main group of friends, but you're someone like me, where you've got, like, few really, really good friends. Yeah. I've got really close friends, like yourself, you know, and a few other girls. Yeah. And, like, in my job and things like that, but... 
I wouldn't say that I got someone I can tell you everything's wrong with them. I think yeah. everyone goes through phases where they're stressed. Yeah, and, and like recently we had a well, I say recently, it's been nearly a year now, a bereavement in the family. Mm-hmm. But I'm so, like I can still see, you know, the effect that's had on you know my people. nan or my mum things like that. Something else has happened then with my mum, you know. But you know, every season we're getting through it, and whether then they're putting on a brave face because yeah. Obviously, I'm the child or grand yeah. or grandchild, but I've never really. No one in my family being diagnosed or anything that I'm aware of. Yeah. And um. Or friends. Or, or friends like nothing major, but like still sad. Like it is around, mm. and you see it around everywhere. How do you think? Because you, I guess, haven't grown up with it or had anything like that. That to your knowledge, how would you feel like? Like what? What would have equipped you for that, like at school? Do you know what I mean? You honestly, what can you say? Mm. Like, I'd hate to say something, thinking, oh yeah, you know, I'm, I'm trying to make them better, and all of a sudden I've put some other idea in their head, or yeah. making them feel worse, and you know, it was sometimes not saying anything is enough, and just being there. Yeah. But honestly, I have no idea. Like, I don't know, like in my job, if I'm doing it right or wrong, you yeah. know, helping people. Definitely. But. And do you? What do you feel like you would do if you started to feel? It's difficult really to explain to people who've like never dealt with it. But like, yeah. if you were if you were feeling different, would you be one of those people who would go to the doctors, or would you be someone who'd be know. like? Because I, I wanna... think it feels like, like for my job, I come home and I get stressed, and then I'm anxious the next day going to work. Like if I didn't write, is someone going to tell me off and yeah. find trouble? You know things like that, like petty things we probably all think about. Then like I'm literally up night, like I can't sleep, I can't do this, I can't do that. You know, it was making me so anxious. And I'll go into work and I'll have a conversation with my supervisor. And then it's like, oh, well, why was I so anxious for? Mm. But then to me, I was like, well, why don't we go to the doctor for that? Yeah. That's me. Like, it's not saying that I'm right or wrong and doing yeah, yeah. it. But I think lots of people feel like that. Is and that's that why enough don't go. to go to the doctor because I'm getting anxious over work stuff? Or mm. is it, am I going to go to the doctor and they're going to laugh me out kind of thing? Yeah. Because there's, there's no, you're going to the doctor. I, like, I'm not physically ill. Yeah. Like, it's... They need somewhere in place. It's like like the doctor, but it is just for mental health. As yeah. in, you go in, you have a comp- like more than a ten minute conversation. You know, you're not rushed out. You're not, th- you know. I I guarantee if I go to the doctor and say, I'm getting really anxious and work, and they like, oh, they get a sick note and get signed off, mm. or they just give me some antidepressants, or throw you in the way of like a well being counsellor yeah. or something. Yeah, and you're thinking yeah. like, well, I don't. Yeah, I just need to know that I'm <laughs> normal okay. in the sense. Yeah, so, but then. A doctor who doesn't know me can't tell me that either. They've only had yeah. a 10-minute conversation with me. And they're kind of taking your own word. But, I mean, I I think there is a certain level of awkwardness yeah. for anyone when they go. Because even for me, like, when I go to the doctors, sometimes, you know, I've made the decision the previous week when I've had a really bad day, I'm going to go to doctors next week. And then it gets that day, and I'm not, I'm not low anymore. Yeah. I don't feel anxious. So I think, well, should I be going? But then I guess I've got to remind myself... Even though it's not a physical ailment, and I guess even when I go in and I sit down and I go, and they're like, oh, so what's wrong? And you're like, my head. Yeah. <laughs> like, like, where do you go with that first question? It's always a bit of a closed question that leaves you feeling like, well, I feel a bit of a dick saying this, but yesterday I couldn't get out of bed, and like the week before, blah, yeah. blah, blah. But there's no harm in it either. Oh, no, God, no. And there are people who go in asking for paracetamol. 
Yeah. So that's... people are wasting our time doing that. Yeah. I don't think there's going any in for waste. a cold, and it's like, well, just yeah. get some. So if you don't stupid. get better in two three weeks, yeah, then you might have something wrong with you. But exactly. But you apart just want to from that, you don't want to go to work. <laughs> exactly, and it's no. Like, I've been offered sick notes before, and, like, nine times out of ten, I've been like, no, because yeah. it's so much harder sometimes to step away and then to come back on. Yeah, because it's just... Like, in my other job for this one now, like, it was making... I was so unhappy there. I loved the job, but it's just, like, the politics and everything in it. Yeah. You know, you get your work environment, and I wasn't really happy there. And it was literally physically making me ill. Yeah. But then that's what I think that's because of the mental side of it. Yeah. It's just draining me. Obviously, I'm... I've never been sick from there. So then to come down, you know, with sickness, then I was thinking, well, I'm coming home, I'm stressed every day, I'm literally crying yeah. to my boyfriend, and I'm like, I'm just so unhappy. Mm. And then, so I went to the doctor because I had an ear infection. Well, my ear was hurting since I had an ear infection. But then I was worse before that yeah. affected. So was it because of my mental health yeah. that brought the illness on? And then, you know, they were giving me sick notes, and I was like, I just don't want to go back. Yeah. And then it was that... You know, you get an anxious and thinking like, yeah. you just want, you're going back to the doctor, and they're like, well, you need to go to work, you're, you're physically fine. And it's like, I can't yeah. tell him that I hate my job. And I know. Because you just feel, sometimes, like, you are only got a 10-minute appointment, you know, they're not there to hear your life story, and you no. feel like, am I giving excuses, or, yeah. you know, I've never been one to be off on the sick. You know, and I, I don't, I've never, you know, I've never claimed benefits, and I've done nothing yeah. I've worked since I was 16. Yeah, you've always worked. And I just think like, it's never one to excuses, but then like that job really, really affected me, and I was like, it's horrible. <laughs> yeah. Coming home, I didn't want to speak to anyone. I just, you know, you just yeah stay at home, isolate yourself, and everything. And you know, luckily I got out of there, and I'm in a better job now. Yeah, but, and you enjoy it. Yeah, but it's difficult though, isn't it? Because I think some people, I I've never understood people who have jobs. Not that they don't love, because I think that's an unrealistic expectation. Yeah. Not everyone's gonna love their job but who are really unhappy to the point that they, like, hate going to work. And I just think, I don't understand... I know it's a bit of a, a naive comment, really, yeah. but for me, I mean, I'm, you know, I'm happy to leave a job if yeah. I'm really, really unhappy, but that's because I know how bad I can get. Yeah. Whereas for some people, it's like all they've ever known. And then they move to a different job, maybe, you know, five years later. And they spent five years struggling. And yeah. on the days you don't want to get out of bed anyway, to then add on, there's something you're going to five days a week. Every yeah, week. Yeah, and then it's also something that, from another point of view, is, well, I know I need to get up. If I don't get up, my mortgage is not going to be yeah. paid. I'm going to get kicked out of the house. And, like, the reason I didn't might leave my job sooner was because I was applying for another job. So and in the meantime, and I was yeah. like, well, I can't leave because then I lose my other job. But you were making active decisions. Yeah. Whereas some people just don't because no. they think it won't get any better, yeah. which is sad. But yeah, that, but then maybe in all their head is thinking like, well, I need to pay my mortgage. Yeah. And I, I, the role I'm in now, I know I, if I move somewhere else, but I'd be happier. Mm-hmm. But I won't have the same wage, which means I'm going to be stressing over money. Yeah. And which stress is more? Like, yeah. It, I don't know, like, luckily, touch wood, you know, I've never been in that position. I'd love to quit work and not have to work but yeah. unfortunately bills have to get paid I know but I never been in that position enough to think like yeah I don't know it's sad really isn't it and I guess we're in a privileged situation where we're both close to our parents yes yeah, so if anything were to happen exactly. we have enough to pay the bills but exactly go to them to you've got that yeah and you've got that lenience and 
I guess that's partly why I kind of like shut up shop at Birmingham when I was living there because I was like I don't like anything here other than yeah. my friends um and sometimes it will take something so not serious but something major for someone to to make that step yeah, and sometimes that's what they need isn't it but yeah I think if you pressure it into someone they're never gonna no do it not at all but I do think in all workspaces you know even in the the job that I just left there was never a day I think I had one sick day in like six or seven months and one of them was due to I think it was the same as you like I had a real bad toothache but I think it had been brought on hmm. by loads of stress and anxiety over the last few weeks and I couldn't ring up and say I'm not in today because um like my, my brain isn't working like yeah. I just it's not working how I want it to work Needed it, need I'm stressed yeah to I've got a toothache that wasn't what the issue was no. but it's like this embarrassment to say, to say why are you actually Ill? I'm depressed today or and I'm if you anxious. had that time off before would you have gotten ill yeah exactly yeah no exactly yeah. if I just taken that one day it's like I'd rather if I'm really sick on a Wednesday take that Wednesday off then push myself through to Friday yeah then have a really bad weekend where I literally don't do anything, then go straight back into work because you're not, like, alleviating the situation yeah. at all. Work, whatever you do, is stressful. Yeah. You need to put that time aside for you to do stuff you enjoy. And if you're pushing yourself, like most people do, to the weekend, because sometimes people can't afford to take sick days. No. Like in my, jobs, I in my work, there was no sick pay. So it's like if you have until you were there a certain amount of time. Yeah. So after two years or something, you get That's you, long. you get a sick pay. Well, exactly. And I also I know you're probably going to disagree with me, but in some places, people get sicky stars. So it's like an award at the end of the year for people who weren't sick. But then you can't choose to be sick. Exactly. That was my point the whole time. And people who had it. So I think it was like you get depending on how many how many days you didn't get yeah. so if you like weren't sick at all you had like three extra days off holiday um and if you had like one sick day you get like two and their argument was but for those people who didn't take sick days that's really good and I just thought but what about those people who had a bereavement yeah and took a sick day because you don't have compassionate leave or what about those people who are in hospital are in hospital because they have an infection or their appendix burst or like things that you can't help or even if you're depressed and you physically can't get to work, I don't think that's sending out a good message to people because then you're thinking, well, I would really like an extra day's holiday or two so I can go and spend more time with my family because, you know, my family live abroad or you want to spend more time with your family. But you're going to get... Penalised. You're going to get penalised if you have a sick day. I've done wrong. I understand why there's sick policy in every job. Yeah. Because some people will take the piss. Completely. I completely understand that. But then to penalise someone who has been sick, like, for example... In my job, you can go through, you can go sick three times, or something like that before you get put on like an action plan or something like that. But what if in three times I was sick? My sickness was completely irrelevant. It's not. Yeah. It's not the same thing. I'm not ringing up every, I don't know, every Thursday and going, oh, I've got a really bad headache. Won't um, be in tomorrow. I won't be in today or tomorrow. So I'm giving myself a lot. I'm not doing that every other no. week or every couple of months. No, it's there's no pattern in it. No. Like I ring up and say, look. For example, I'm stressed. Yeah. I can't come in. My head's not right. I can't be working today. It's not safe. Yeah. Yeah, not a problem. Day off. So phone sick. And then, I know, three months later, a sickness bug going around. Sorry, I can't come in. Yeah. I literally cannot get my head out the toilet bowl. You can come and see me. Yeah. You know, I'm, I'm ill. I'll have, a yeah. t- I'll have a doctor come out and... Not a problem. Yeah. Be sick. 
And then the third one, I broke my leg. Yeah. You know, so we're sick. But also, and then I'm on an action That's plan. Three because thing. I'm sick. And it's like, yeah, but it's not a pattern. No. The pattern's no. there for people who are abusing yeah. the sick. Like, There's like no way to sick. monitor yeah. those patterns. So why should I... Why should I be not an action plan for three yeah. things? What if I broke a different bone every yeah. time? Nothing my fault. A car crashed into me. Yeah. I didn't cause that accident. I was a passenger, mm. you know. Or each time, you know, there's something different. Yeah. But then again, I'm now penalised on an action plan, you know. For something, for something just that because someone else... out of my control. Yeah. Or you, you caught a bug. Well, I, I get the flu jab every what year. What you to do? You know, I keep up to date with vitamins. I've Vaccinations, done, You know, I yeah. go to the gym to keep my... You know, to keep myself Fitness, healthy. Yeah. But I've caught a cold and I'm ill. I'm in bed. Like, you can come see me. And I always find that whenever I go back into fitness, in the start of it, sometimes I'm more, like, I want to say my immune system's a little bit suppressed because it's going through a change of, like, eating yeah. better. And also, you think, going to the gym, you think anywhere else you go, you sit in your computer, you clean it. You go to the gym, you've got all the equipment, people yeah. are sweaty, coughing on, yeah. things like that, breathing out, you know, because they're whatever like struggling weight and also th- and then you're not cleaning the weight you're on exactly no one's bacteria. no one's wiping it down there's no. bacteria everywhere and even like i go to a boxing class and the only way they clear them clean them is putting active bacterial gel in them so they're minging and sweaty and you're like the first thing i want to do when i'm done with it is go and clean my hands yeah but i i just don't it, it's like someone isn't actually monitoring the reasons no. They're just they're, they're, they're just, just thinking. Oh, you've hit the points now. Exactly. Plan. Which is a good way to look at it from a business point of view, I guess. I understand yeah. that, but uh, there's also a point where you think it's got to be. Where are you investing in the people? Exactly. As in, like, you know, discretional by your manager. Yeah. Okay. Look, theoretically, you you hit the target for sickness. Mm. But I've looked at it. Nothing the same. Mm. You're not putting any pattern. None of them are linked. It's not yeah. saying you're coming in with an earache every other week. Mm. Wait, they're going to refer you to anyone. No. You know, I'm not going to put you in an action plan because it's clearly not relevant. Mm. If you have another sickness again, we'll review it again. Yeah, and but see what it is. But then, say for example, then person B comes in. Right, you've got an action plan. Why? Because you've been sick now yeah. three times in the last six months for the same thing. Yeah. And so we need to check we're giving you enough support. Yeah. You know, I think it's looked at two ways as well on action plan. It's thinking it's a bad thing, but it's also there to give you support and help. Yeah. Because if you are going sick with the same thing... Say you run up every every other day or every other week, you're not coming in because you're stressed. Well, what's our job doing to help you? Yeah. Are they giving that support? Are they referring to people? Because the job is duty of care to look after you. Yeah, exactly. You know, they need to make sure you're getting the benefit and the help you need. Who can they refer you to if they got, you know, in-house counselling? Or can they refer you to someone outside? You know, because they need you fit for work. So that, like... There's no point in you running yourself into the no, ground. but then they need to think, like, well, why should you come sick? Oh, well, because you've given me unrealistic targets and they're stressing yeah. me out. I can't hit them targets. Yeah. And then it's like, oh, and like, oh yeah, but so-and-so's hitting them. Mm. Yeah, but... It's just stupid it's very politics. Like... Yeah. And the thing, like, uh, I guess one of the one of the positives about teaching and I guess one of the negatives, you could be... Like, people play the system all the time. Yeah. So you could be off... I think it's like 100 days sick. And on that 100th day, people will come in for the day. They'll be signed off for another 100 days. And I just think those kinds of things would yeah. really annoy me. But I remember I was off sick for a week in one of my first teaching schools because I was really stressed and, and blah, blah, blah. But I went to Cyprus because that's where I knew somewhere, like some of my family lived. Yeah. And I remember some people from school messaging me like, you're off sick, but you're on holiday. And I was like, well, 
for one, you don't know why I'm off. Like, it could have been a bereavement. It could have been whatever. I was really, really ill and I was really stressed. I have family in in Cyprus. So am I not allowed to go and see them in the same way that I would if I was in, you know, back in Birmingham. And my mum lived, you know, here in Wales. I wasn't going to drive to Wales and not take a picture of me going on a walk somewhere because that de-stresses me or... Even if you do, like some people have two weeks off on stress and they go to Bali or Mexico because being on holiday de-stresses you. Yeah. You're by the sea, you're by the, like, do you know what I mean? So I don't as feel like... As long as you've told people, yeah, you're not hiding it, you're not doing it to get the extra time off work, no. go on holiday. It's not you know? like you're having a Friday off and then taking a picture of you out in a club. On the pitch, yeah. It's just... It's like saying, look, certain to do with you. I spoke with my, my manager, you know, they're well aware of what I'm doing mm. and why I'm doing it. What's I going to do with you? It's like, why do you need to explain? And then you get more stressed because Thinking people are coming at you and saying, why are you doing this? Or yeah. people have an opinion on something based on something they have no they understanding of. Facts. Literally. And that's what annoys me, like loads of things. People just jump to conclusions with everything. Mm. And it's like, well, have the full facts before you make an assumption. Exactly. And that's with everything. I think that's what Facebook's the worst for. Oh my you never God. get the full facts with anything. No. And all of a sudden, you know... You've already picked up the bad guys. No matter how many times people try and tell you, look, this is what actually happened. Yeah. No, they're wrong. Yeah. So why are they wrong? Yeah. And I think that's the same with... Well, that's the same with anything, really, isn't it? But I think when someone's struggling with something like stress or anxiety, one of the things that irritates me is... It, it's like you said, no one gets the full picture. So oh. if you're off sick or if you're dealing with someone and people are like, well, well, you, you, you're okay to be on Instagram. You're okay to be on Facebook. You're okay to yeah. to be at home and chilling this weekend, or and you just think there's clearly no understanding there, so you don't really want to respond. But that in itself is creating more of a cycle for someone. Yeah, the panic and thinking like more. I can't even get back into normal routine. You can't do I anything. Criticise for everything else I do. Literally, and it's you know that that stress can be caused by anything like relationships and things like that. You know the amount of people you see all over Facebook and Instagram and whatever posting pictures of their partners and stuff every single day. Even though that that would that would that annoys me, I still post pictures of my relationship, yeah. and I wouldn't want anyone else to have a go at me for doing that. No, if you don't want to see that's it, that's what they're happy with, and that's what they want to do. Fine, just you know, go I want to see it and follow and friend or whatever. Yeah, the, literally. But there there comes this kind of assumption that you can then throw like a tirade of abuse at someone for doing something as as small, really, in the grand scheme of things, yeah. as posting things about their partner. Yeah. And it it annoys me, but the annoyance comes from me then talking to my partner and just ranting, yeah. not posting horrible things to people. Or well, like, when people air the dirty laundry. Oh like, my God, I don't like that. I don't like it, but as much as I'm there, like, you know, you want to write something back and you're thinking like, why? Yeah. You know, you've typed it up and thinking, I'm not ever going to send it because no. why am I giving them satisfaction of, no. you know, starting something back with them? Yeah. But it's like, if that's what they want to do, do it. It's not my idea to, no. like, laundry your air in there. No. It's your only thing in, you yeah. know, ten years' time. You're going to look back and think, you know, you go Who for cares? a job, completely different job. They've got to, you know, vet you all through Facebook as well. And all of a sudden it's like, well, why are you posting all this? Yeah, I know. That's why I always thought... trust you, like, keeping secrets if you're going <laughs> to... If you're going to post everything on there. Or even, like, hateful comments, like what, what we were saying at the start, with, like, girls at school and things like yeah. that. I remember thinking, well, now I, I kind of look back. Obviously, it was, like, horrible at the time. But now I think a happy person never posts something horrible. No, exactly. And it never goes out of their way. And I think of those people now. And I think of where they're at in life. And I just think that there's no competition with it. No. But 
when you're in school, it's such a small world, and you feel like that is the end of yeah. your life sometimes. That's like, the start and end of it all, isn't it? Exactly. And now you get to, what, like 25, and you think, oh my God, they're, they're a way bigger fish. But I think that's why loads of young people suffer. Because it feels yeah. like school is a long time. It is, and you with the same people, and if you don't have the right friends around you, it's a lonely Really lonely. lonely. And if you think, like, we were just talking about work, that's the equivalent to going to school every day. And if you don't want to go to school, and yet you know that is the only way to get, you know, certain qualifications or certain life skills, that must be sometimes, some ways even worse. Because, yeah, okay, we're relying on work to get money, but without without qualifications, qualifications, you're not going to job. You're not, no one's going to look at you. If you don't have a GCSE... It's yeah, very big, difficult. And I think it's until you, you know, out in the real world, I have to say, until you realise how many jobs, you know, how many places you need GCSEs. Oh, my gosh. You know, all the acquired A-levels and things like that. And you're thinking in school, so I hate school. I never wanted to be there. I knew what I wanted to do. I had my mindset. I was going for it. Mm. But it was like... But you still knew you needed your GCSEs, yeah, for instance. but you forget how important they are. And you think, oh, oh I'm not going to put that much effort in. I don't like... Right, yeah. But I remember telling off, well, I say me telling off. I think it was one of my first teaching jobs. And these year nine boys were just being really difficult. So I just called in their head of year. And do you remember when we were at school and like a head of year or a head of like, or like an assistant head would just walk yeah. past the door and you'd be like, oh my God, how does they know we're in here? When they'd obviously just like had a message from our teacher. Um, you think it was like so slick, but it was not. Um, anyway, this teacher came in and he was really bollocking these kids. And then he just, he said something like, I know you're year nine, because obviously year 10 and 11 is their GCSEs. Yeah. No, you're year nine, and I know you don't care about your future. However, these GCSEs that have started this year, I still at my age have to write them down when I apply for a job. Or when I apply for anything, I write down my GCSEs or my, you know, yeah. like A-levels or whatever. Because I remember having that same, exactly. that same bollocking basically from a teacher. Because I, I was in geography, and I hate geography. I was never going to do in GCSE. I remember having a bollock in from the job teacher. Yeah. Because I wasn't paying attention. I was like, well, I'm not doing it. Yeah. And then the next day in assembly, I remember the head of year was like, even if you're not taking these in GCSE, Subjects. you still got to pay attention to them now. And I was yeah. like, I think that's the same with me. And you're like, no. Well, I, I think that is something that kids are always going to struggle with. But I think that resonated with them then that mm. even, I mean, they had to do science, so they didn't have a choice as we all did. But they realised, oh my God, like the, whatever I get now is going to affect yeah. the whole of my life. And I think that's a massive pressure to put on yeah, kids. Yeah, and I think it's getting worse, isn't it? Because like... Oh my God, yeah. I bet now if we took GCSEs now, we'd be like, what is going on? Like oh everyone God. keeps saying they get harder and harder every year. And I bet they do. Mm. Because there's, as everything else, there's more, everything gets upgraded, isn't yeah. it? You know, when you're looking at things and you, you're reading like, I don't know, maths and you do all these, like, I don't know, like algebra... When, I've never used algebra since coming out of school. So why are they teaching me algebra? I, I put so much pressure that I need to know what it is. Why not put stuff into practice so they take forward? I know. Like, like taxes and mortgage. Explain what a tax, you know, what taxes are, what yeah. they do, what they pay for. Because I t- complain about, oh, well, I pay my taxes. Yeah. yeah but what do my taxes actually pay for? Because mm. I don't know. I don't know. But I know I remember one girl I worked with, and um, she was... Complaining and moaning again all over Facebook. Oh, well, I just waited, you know, I was 20 minutes late for an appointment in the doctor's. I pay my taxes and all this. I was like, yeah, but your taxes didn't pay for that doctor's appointment. Yeah, yeah they did. 
No, they didn't. No. You didn't say, right, okay, my £200 or £300 I pay for tax this month yeah. is paying for that doctor's appointment in the NHS that I get for free. Yeah, people literally no, have no idea. If, like, if you're going to complain and moan about the NHS and all things like that, that you've paid your taxes for it, well, go somewhere else. You're getting it for free. Yeah, like, exactly. Go fair enough, I'd complain and moan if I paid for a private doctor's appointment, which cost me 300 quid. Yeah, that's and different. And 20 minutes late, fine, you've paid for it. But yeah. you've not paid for a doctor's appointment. Yeah, exactly. Your taxes did not pay for that. But it's the same thing with, like... I mean, we're not going to get into it, but like Brexit, uh. loads of people now are kicking off at what is happening, and then I've said to them, "Well, why did you why did you vote for what you voted uh. for?" And they're like, "Oh, because of this and that." And I'm like, "That's not even a thing of like what they originally set out no. to do. Like they have no idea. No one's researched it." Um, and now we've obviously made our decision. We've just we've got, got to make res- decision. We've got to stick with it. We've got to respect but it. But just we're all fucking hating Theresa May. We've made the decision to leave, and she's sticking to it. Yeah, because. Why are you getting in the vote? I know. It's 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 a stupid thing of it could be in anything. Hmm. People didn't like that Donald Trump was voted. Well he was voted. He voted in. So He's in. you've just got you know, you've just got, got to deal with it. So we're gonna leave. Literally. We leave. You know So stupid. But we it has to go well. It's the it's the same. I know what you're on about with like the NHS and things like that because uh. none of that was taught to us. I remember going to uni and someone saying, Oh, like Beck, you look after the I don't know, like the water bill or something. Yeah. And I was like I don't even know what to yeah, do. Yeah, what bills do you do? No one teaches you no how idea. to do bills. I didn't realise you've got to pay council tax on a house. Yeah. And when I move house now, I'm not going to pay stamp duty. What the fuck's stamp yeah, duty? Yeah, no, like, literally, there's no Where, way. Where's our money going? What is that being paid for? You know, but all that can be worked in maths. Like, yeah. it quite easily be applied easily. for maths exam. Yeah. You know, and then you know coming like out trigonometry. Of it. Yeah. Oh, no, Where have I ever used that? No. <laughs> you know? And well, then, you would just learn it, wouldn't you? Yeah. If you came to a point in your job, like, I know my mum uses algebra in her job, like, a very, like, loose thing. But I'm like she knows she could have learned that. If if I went into something that my mum's doing now where I had to learn algebra You wouldn't I, remember from school. I don't you? remember. I would literally have to relearn it. And I guess with the GCSEs and the exams now, A levels are at the same level as they were forty years ago. But they were still so hard. They're, which they're was solid. Higher, like a degree on the But A-level. our grandparents did O levels and we did GCSEs. And if you think A levels are really high on like the scale of like one to ten, they're like ten. Yeah. O levels were like a nine, but GCSEs got simplified all the way down to a four. So kids doing GCSEs, most kids find GCSEs alright. I didn't really work very hard for mine and no. I was alright. Yeah. I don't think any of us were stressed by it. We all came out I came out with like B's and C's. But that jump to A level then it's because so it's been high. simplified is so hard. And now because of the competition, you know, people getting tutors, people having after school study sessions, so people are working harder. That's why past papers now are struggling because universities are like, you know, we want three A stars now. Instead of when I went to uni, the university I went to, literally a day before I went, they were like, Oh, clearing, three C's can get in for something that was originally asking for three A's. Yeah. Whereas now clearance is like two A stars and a B for some things and you're like yeah. well what about those kids who you just oh, don't exam well exactly why is or, there no coursework now exactly <laughs> they don't exam well or even for those kids with extra you know i guess special circumstances yeah. there are kids whose parents have been sick and they've been a carer or there are people who have got learning difficulties or they've had mental health issues or they're going to the exam and they're thinking like i never went to exam well one very good revising so obviously that's never going to be an excuse of why but, you know, going to exam and every, it's all this pressure on this one exam. And what if you have an off day? And what if it is that day you think, and I can't get out of bed in the morning, yeah. but I've got my exam. If I don't yeah. go to my exam, that's it. Yeah, exactly. You know, and, you think, and that's even more stress then. Yeah, and you go to and sit down on a piece of paper and you can't even read the sentence mm. that's on there because you're just overthinking and without just keeping it simple. Yeah. You know. 
it's a lot to put on someone. And especially for like a, I don't know, 15, 16, 17 or 18 year old, you mm. know. Even now. Yeah, even now. But like, Quite at that age, you, think, you don't even know who you are. Yeah, no, exactly. You know, your hormones all over the place. Yeah. Thinking remember, about like, boys. Thinking about boys, you know, things are changing in your body and all yeah. that shit. And you just like, And you're like, I really can't think of no. what happened in america in 1925 right now like i can't and why does it matter because it's not happening now <laughs> no exactly and i understand like there's so for now like you know mary queen of scots all these films come out in history i'm interested in them now yeah. but when you're forced sometimes to learn about something i think it kind of it does take away this this thing but i mean even when i went to university i had six 100 percent exams at the end of my final year which to me was a bit like well as you just said if you have an off day that's my entire degree down the pot and they, I went to the well-being and I went to the doctors because I was like, I, I physically can't do it. Yeah. And they put me in a... It was like a special room, which made me feel really special. Um, but it was it was basically not the massive exam halls, like the things from yeah. Hogwarts. It was this like small, like a normal classroom where it was just one lady and like three other people. And it was way more relaxed and it meant if I wanted to go to the toilet, I had more kind of freedom to yeah. do that. Even though obviously someone had to come with you and things like that. But even in that situation, I was like, I, why can't... I mean, there are provisions in place for some kids, but it's generally ne- like learning conditions where you yeah. can do it at home. And I was like, for kids who are really, really struggling, or for anyone really, I know that obviously there's funding, that we should be able to find a way to allow kids to do it at home. Because sitting in a massive exam hall, even when your stomach crumbling stressed yeah. me out. I know. You don't want to make any noise, sneezing or coughing, especially about Literally. Summer. And you just, you're in this weird situation that you're never going to be in again to test your knowledge in an environment that you haven't even revised. Yeah. Whereas at least at home, you're in that space, aren't you? You're in that time yeah, zone. Yeah, those things are like, you know, a teacher's picking up on it. Like when you were teaching, were you taught to look out for mental health signs? No. You know, early on indications, things mm. like, could it, kids might even not know they're going through mental health. Yeah. The thing is, you have or like, think they are, and then realize, no, actually, this is what you're dealing with. Oh, yeah. This is what you need help with, and if we address this issue, it would help you everywhere else. You have like, you have like safeguarding and things like that training, but there was never. I mean, I remember I was I trained like mental health ambassadors, so I was training kids to help younger kids because mm-hmm. sometimes that's who the kids wanted to go to. But I'd walk in on a teacher telling a kid off who I knew had a mental health condition, saying all the wrong things to them. And I just thought, I can't blame that teacher because they haven't had the training. Yeah. But I know what they've just said to that kid. That kid might go home and hurt themselves because now they're thinking all the worst things about yeah. themselves. And that's not the teacher's fault. That's not... It's provisions from yeah. the school that should be provided to people. Um, but I also think that kind of carries into life. Like I always say, my mum, she tries her best... But she'll sometimes say the wrong thing to me. Yeah. And the only way I can explain it to her is just think of all the worst ways I can take what you're about to say. And I will take it in those yeah. ways. Just because it's, it's the same as you saying it to any other like, person without a mental health condition. But you're just more sensitive to it. Yeah. Or you're just going to voice that it's upset you. So I guess I think everyone needs training on that. Whatever job or profession. Because you could be that last person that someone sees. It's, it's a lot of pressure on everyone, isn't it? Like, oh my I think god! Mental yeah. health isn't just as basic as all oh, right. Got a broken arm, right? We'll put that back together and I'll heal. Yeah. Well, everyone's is different. Everyone's like, even though you can heal an arm exactly the same way in yeah three thousand people, then three thousand people would not take the same conversation no as each other kind of thing. It's just as a spectrum, it's, isn't yeah, it? Yeah. It's but it's so like what I could say to you, thinking I'm helping. Like I said, it's gonna ha- make someone else worse. Yeah. And I guess that is a lot of pressure on you to 
really think about what you're saying. And you need to know that person as well. Mm. You know, in some jobs, you meet people, it's the first time you've met them, and all of a sudden, you don't need to talk to them to stop them from doing something bad. Yeah. And you're like, well, I don't even know. I don't know what your trigger is. I don't know what that, yeah. I'm going to say something, like, and you don't want to say the wrong thing, so you're thinking so much in your head, but you're not actually saying anything, so they're just looking at you, Mm. and you're like, what am I even doing? Yeah. And you just feel so incompetent trying to help someone. I think you also forget, I mean, obviously, I'm, I'm, I'm not that bad, but... I think I sometimes forget how difficult it is from, like, what you're saying. Mm. For someone else, you know, if if me and you were having a... You were trying to help me and you said something wrong, I'd be livid at you and be really angry and be like, you shouldn't have said this, blah, blah, blah. Without thinking in that moment, she was only trying to help. Yeah. Like, she's only trying to say something that makes me feel okay. And all I've taken... I've taken it bad and that's not her fault or my fault. But in that illogical setting in your head yeah. you can't bring that down to be like no this is what they meant this is this is how it should have sounded i can think about that afterwards yeah but so can everyone can they hindsight's exactly. a lovely thing yeah it is a lovely thing and you know it's the same as when you have an argument with anyone on any on any scenario or any situation you've really got to i don't know it's hard you just got to think about what you've got to say but i'm i'm someone who just speaks off the tongue sometimes yeah, and i don't think about speak it kind of thing all the time and then I think oh my and you God. sit back and think is that even me did I really say that yeah literally <laughs> or you know sometimes when people come to you and they were like you said this you're like no I never and then there's like someone else to be like no you, you know what I mean you definitely did you, you think like, oh, oh my god can't even like that yeah. yeah I would never have said it like in that so way like you just see red didn't you and all of a sudden you just you say things and they kind of go but the worst, I mean, when I was speaking to my other friend earlier, the worst thing people can say is, like, you twisted my words. Because one of the one of the joyous things about having anxiety is that you remember what people say. Yeah. So if you said to me, of course you would, something, something along those lines, like just, you know, a bit of a jab, I would take it as, like, what are you saying about me? Like, yeah. what, what do you mean, of course I would? And you would then go, oh, no, you're twisting my words. No, that's exactly what you said, yeah. but it's the way I've received it. It's it's this I don't know it's it's kind of try, trying to give responsibility to someone who's got it wrong, isn't it? But it's just a hard situation. I think my friend's dog has just come up the stairs. <laughs> right, well that might be a good note to leave it on. Would you like to say anything before we uh, go? I can't remember what we just talked about. <laughs> I stopped talking. <laughs> she's finished her popcorn, so she's happy now. I have, yeah. <laughs> my teeth now. Well, thank you very much for being on. It's okay. It's forty five minutes. Bad. You can't get back. <laughs> I'm oh. Chinese now. I know. Bye. So, guys, that was it. I hope that you took something away from that um, and enjoyed that. And I hope you like my friend. Um, she's honestly so funny and wonderful really really grateful that she took the time to have a little chat with me um next week i'll obviously be speaking to another one of my friends but i hope you enjoyed and i look forward to seeing you guys back here